and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Hi, and welcome to Operation Adopted. I have a special guest on today. We actually went to high school together and church together, a lot of things together. So I'll we'll have you introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Joey. Um, yeah, I am a year younger than you, Liz. And oh gosh, <laughs> we met a long time ago. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on and I am going to have you share your overview adoption story. Okay. Um, I am adopted from Guatemala. Oh gosh. Born to a single mother. Okay. Um, she had two she was married. She had two boys. And then she fled up to Guatemala from El Salvador. Um, her okay. husband was killed. And oh, wow. so she had to support herself and two boys. Okay. Um, and if you know anything about Latin America, it's a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. So she was a darker skinned woman, which is even worse. Yeah. Um, so she needed to find a way to keep a man. Mm. And for some women, it's to have a child. That makes sense. So she had my half-sister, and then she had me. Mm -hmm. And um, she had me for a day, Mm -hmm. and then she gave me to a foster family. Okay. I went to a foster family for a few months. Hmm. The government took me. They kind of ripped me from the foster family, put me into a government run orphanage Mm -hmm. um i had to go to the hospital because i was dropped on my head (gasps) in the orphanage oh my gosh and then the lawyer took me in he i guess he had a few young daughters Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who cared for me until my adoption went through wow yeah that's crazy it's bizarre i feel like i'm missing a family or two. I jumped around in that year. That's a lot to jump around in a year. Like a it year. Is. Yeah. Especially when you're a baby. Mm-hmm. As a baby, you need, what is it, like six months mm-hmm. to attach to a mom? Yes. And then for me, it was like I had my mom for a day. Yeah. She had me for a day and then she gave me up and kind of walked out. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That's a lot of different types of experiences. And all that quick, short that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that before. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't even, yeah. No, that's so weird. So you went into foster care and then the government took you from that foster care? That's all I know. Because so mm-hmm, I've had some conversations with my parents about it. Okay. Um, My dad didn't elaborate, but he just gotcha. said that they took me from, I went to the foster family I either went to another one mm-hmm. or they took me directly from that one. Gotcha. So okay. then I guess all their orphanages, like us here, yeah. are kind of state, locally, federally run. And yes, then, they are, I think. Yep. From one I, I <laughs> got dropped on my head, had to go to the ER, That's great. to go to the hospital. They called my dad. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, he's in the hospital because, yeah. Yeah. This shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ah, okay. Yeah. Like, that's not good, but I mean, there's nothing we can do. No, there's nothing you could have 
you can do about that situation. I mean, you can't prevent it as a baby. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to drop you on your head. Yeah. And you just go with whatever you can go with after that. And what, however they care for you, they cared for you. So, mm-hmm. so, they, so you said they called your dad. So did they call your adopted dad? Dad, then the dad that come, I have, the parents I have now, I currently. call mom and dad. That's that's what I, I do too. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, I don't even know who my dad is. My uh, biological yeah. dad, yeah, because yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. All I know is that he is a lighter skinned man who lives in the city. Oh, who lived in the city of Guatemala because I was born in Guatemala, the capital. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. You know, so. you know more about your parent, your birth parents than i do so <laughs> well our stories are different but they're very different <laughs> very different and the way our cultures are set absolutely. up is very different absolutely yeah so you oh i'll go with that that's what i want to talk about that a little bit your culture rural background mm-hmm. is that something that you've been able to kind of dive into here or is it something you're interested in well, but haven't been able to it is funny because my dad is hispanic mm-hmm. and i'm hispanic yes. we're, we're different countries but his mom still i mean she used to when she lived in her house it was all hispanic food whenever we went over it was mm-hmm. always you know rice and beans tamales mm-hmm. yuca um so that was always fun. I, I've always appreciated it. I don't. I never had the opportunity to grow up learning Spanish. Really? No. That's so weird. Because we, we have Liberty Bell, which is the Spanish immersion program. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You had that. My parents decided not to put me in it because my dad works. My dad's the breadwinner. My mom doesn't know Spanish. She's more of mm-hmm. she's a European yeah. You know, full blood Dutch. Yes. Doesn't know Spanish, is bad with languages. Mm-hmm. And if I were to go to the Spanish immersion program, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to practice the Spanish. Okay. Because my dad comes home at five, we'd have dinner, and yeah. then it was kind of the settling down. So oh, okay. uh, other people have done it. Yeah. But my parents decide not to do it. Okay. I was so. cu- I was curious, yeah, because I was gonna say you had, we had the Spanish immersion growing up, mm-hmm. which my parents didn't place me in it either. I thought it would be cool, would have been cool, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> is that something that you would have wanted to do though? When I was younger, I wanted to. I was mad at my parents for not putting me in it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That was like a quarrel thing. <laughs> like it like was a, a quarrel. <laughs> it was somewhat of a resentment for a while, yeah. but um, I'm over it. I mean, you know, as you get older, right? You're like, yeah, I learned Spanish. I've been learning. Um, I'm in healthcare. Yeah. And be really helpful to know. It is helpful. I've had the privilege of working with a lot of Hispanics mm-hmm. over the years that I've been in there. So, oh, that's cool. Been teaching myself, been doing that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, very cool. You had mentioned in the beginning a little bit about your story. From where you came from, uh, what about the parts of your story that are that started out here? Like you talked about your family, and you have mm-hmm. quite a few siblings. Yeah, I'm the youngest of four. Um, so my parents had three kids before they adopted me, yes. and they they got questions when they were adopting. Did they um, really? Mm-hmm. My so my dad's a doctor. 
And I, I thought so. Yeah. The medical scientific community, it's more liberal leaning, not mm-hmm. Christianity somewhat frowned upon. It's I mean It's medicine and versus yeah. Yeah. Political stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um it was a chance for my dad to t- evangelize, proselytize, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Because he was able, it it all was a God thing. Mm-hmm. It, they didn't adopt because they wanted to, like, because they said, oh, let's adopt. It was, yeah. they heard about it in church mm-hmm. because their church at the time was doing like a series on adopt, on, Adoption and missionary, and I guess missionaries came and were talking about adoption. Oh, okay. Um, they felt that God was tugging on their heart to adopt. Yeah. And it was originally going to be through China. Was it really? They were originally going to adopt oh a Chinese gosh. girl. But <laughs> then the, I think it was the prime minister changed over. Okay. And... Oh, This must have been right after you were adopted. Yeah, it probably was. (laughs) Because he put the ban Mm -hmm. in place that said, if you already had children, you weren't allowed to adopt. Yes. So my parents said, okay, Mm -hmm. the door door is shut. That's what it's looking like. This doesn't seem like this is what God wants us to do right now. Yeah. So they went on with their lives. Christmas Day of of 97. Mm-hmm. They got a call from the agency saying that they had a young boy in Guatemala who was oh. three months old who needed someone to adopt him. Wow. And so they came, they put in their application that day. And oh, wow. I came here nine months later. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Nine months later. That's a, such a long process. It is such a long process. It's crazy. Yeah. You think My, you're going to get a baby, but. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to have, like, the baby that's at, like, a month old. I'm like, no, you'll probably get them maybe before they're one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It takes a long, especially if it's an international adoption. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot longer for that. Oh, yeah. And I, shoot, I completely forgot to grab, my dad had a book. Oh, okay. Um, That he wrote, like, oh. with his journals and everything and i forgot to grab it I meant oh to grab it, is that like about his experiences or? when he went down to guatemala to pick me up oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's so cool his um thing that he read out to the church yeah when once i was adopted mm-hmm. um the thing that he read out and i meant to grab it and i forgot oh, that's i kind of flew out of the house no it's okay but that's <laughs> don't okay. worry about it <laughs> yeah um no oh, it was cool. yeah so reception mm-hmm. um yeah, they had a lot of people question, like, mm. why? You already have three kids. Why do you need another one? Oh, okay. And they, again, it was all God. Yeah. It was all because of their faith. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and feeling led to do so mm-hmm. in that moment. And, and it just so happened that that was a location that they yeah. adopted from. Because there was so much red tape mm. that surrounded mm-hmm. the adoption. My dad said if they didn't have their faith yeah they would have stopped yeah that makes sense so for everyone who is adopted Mm -hmm. and for everyone who's gone through the adoption process if you are a christian or you are not like it's kudos to you for going through with it because it Mm -hmm. is kind of a nightmare 
Yeah, it is. So, for I mean, yeah. I mean, your parents, yeah, your parents had those three children before you. Mm-hmm. And my siblings, at least in my experience from the international adoption process, um, mm-hmm. not my personal experience because I didn't have to do this because I wasn't here yet, but my siblings had to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Did your siblings have to be interviewed? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they have as much of a say, not as much of a say, but they have an important part and role in it as well. Yeah, because they need to make sure that your family is stable enough to be yeah. able to adopt a child. Yes. Plus, they asked, I mean, they asked my siblings whether they wanted to have me come live with them and be part of their family. I've never talked with my siblings about this. Yeah, it's weird. I Yeah. But they did. They asked my siblings and I was like, what if they said no? Like, I don't know what would happen mm-hmm. if they said no, but... Yeah. It's just really interesting and how long the process really is. Yeah. With the whole idea of your siblings, you know, you already have, your parents already had children. Why would you go adopt another child? What, did that ever make your parents or yourself like feel a certain way? Did like people ever ask you about things like that growing up? I kind of look like I fit in with my family. Yeah. Because my dad is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not that much of a jarring sight. Yeah. When they see me out and about with my family. That makes sense. I think the people who have questioned it, they're generally curious. Yeah. They're, it's not condescending. It's not mm-hmm. trying to make fun of me yeah. or try to badmouth my parents. I guess for most people, it doesn't make sense. Mm hmm. Because kids, it's just, you have a child. Yeah. But for my parents, it was so much more than that. Yeah. It, it wasn't about just having a child. It was about following, following God. what they were led to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, even then, even if you say that to people, they won't, not everybody will understand that either. Some people don't want to understand it either. No. <laughs> With your birth mom. So it was an open adoption. So you do know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of stopped after yeah. a while. I think she didn't. It would also make sense if she didn't want to have contact. Yeah, I was thinking about Because that. it could also just make that hole even worse. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it probably after a while gets painful. Yeah. In that situation, mm-hmm. to be to be in that situation and then. To see you kind of growing up without her. And then seeing that I'm growing up with things that she will never have. Yes. And that's that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But she did do that for you. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, yes, does it hurt her? But at the yeah. same time, her child is being taken care of. Yes. So it, it would be very difficult to see that. I mean, if you think about it from yeah. that perspective. and. Mm-hmm. It would be very difficult. That's neat, though. I didn't. I didn't realize you knew who your your mom was. Yeah, I have a little box. A little box. Mm-hmm. We have a box oh. of pictures and little memorabilia. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. So those little the little box, and then you have your dad that wrote about mm-hmm. your experience, his experience when he went to yeah get you and all of those things. Those are all very unique things that you have. Yeah from your story, which is really cool to see mm-hmm. because most people don't have those, but that's essentially two different 
parts of your life and two different parents that you have yeah. a piece of from that mm-hmm. whole entire beginning of everything. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really neat. And so you were talking about your half sister mm-hmm. and you were talking about them. She talked about you about going, going We talked about you? going back. Yeah. Together. Okay. Cause we, I mean, we have questions. Yeah. So, and it is, she, so when my parents adopted me, they asked the agency if I had any siblings. Oh, okay. I was going to say, mm-hmm. how do you know? Like, how would you, how do you so, know So, agency told them, they contacted the parents, and she was also adopted by a Christian family. Oh, very cool. Um, She, <laughs> so she's actually older. Than, oh. She, well, obviously, she's older than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, But... The, they adopted her. Okay. And then two years later, they had a daughter who was my age. That's that's another thing is they wow. decided to, ad- they adopted because I think they couldn't, they didn't know if they were going to be able to have a kid. Gotcha. And then two years later, they, they had, had one. their kid. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've kept in touch with her over the years. We've met up every once in a while. That's neat though. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool that you get to know that though that you know that she's out there and mm-hmm. you know who she is and you've actually met her in person yeah and apparently i have a cousin you have a cousin in the u.s huh i did 23 and me oh did you do that yeah mm-hmm. i did yeah. 23 and me found a cousin oh cool uh that's all i know that's all you know uh-huh yeah i did that dna i did the dna testing thing the dna testing thing i don't know what it's called through ancestry.com oh, okay so I can know what exactly, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say what I am, <laughs> that sounds bad, but what exact ethnicity that I am. Yeah. It's very odd. It's like a really big chunk. It's like 97% like Chinese, and then there's a little sliver that says something else, and it's like an <laughs> unknown, and I'm like, well, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. For me, <laughs> it was like... um I think it's like seventy percent or seventy percent Native American, twenty mm-hmm. percent Iberian, ten percent nope, six percent African. Okay, and then the rest was like unknown, jumbled. That's a very unique. Mm-hmm. But it also makes sense. It does because if you think about Latin so America, many, yeah. yeah, there's huh. the slave trade, yeah. which is the black. Which makes sense to have that percentage in there, and then and a then wider the percentage of Native American. Native American. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the Iberian, huh. most likely for my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. That's yeah. so cool. It is fun. It's really fun to figure those kind of things out, though. Yeah. I like it because it, it, yeah, it gives you a piece of who you are then as well. It does. And that's something that you get to discover on your own, kind of. Mm-hmm. Whereas growing up in a family that you're born into, you don't get to discover it on your own. And it's not necessarily a choice that you have to make it's more of a uh, here you go this is what you're at through your experiences what do you think is the biggest thing you've learned from being adopted we're no different from anyone else like we all have our own problems yeah just like everyone else does Mm -hmm. um i think it wouldn't have mattered if i was adopted or not the issues the stuff that i went through some people could say oh it's because he's adopted like adopted mm. kids, yeah, we have a rap of having of going through more issues, and I mean that's yeah. there's valid facts for it and reasons. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, whether we're adopted or not, there's 
some things can't be helped. No. And so. It, it stems more from where we came from mm-hmm. and what our life was before we were adopted mm-hmm. than anything else. It was not necessarily about being adopted or that experience of being adopted. Mm-hmm. It's more so what happened before that mm-hmm. and how did that affect your life now? Yeah. For where you are at. Right. Which, again, I don't think a lot of people think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're more so or like the stigma behind adoption is that, oh, you were, aren't you so lucky? Aren't you so happy about it? Or, and things like that. And it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, it's my life. It's just, it's just I, I'm here and I'm mm-hmm. blessed to be here. And my life before was my life before my life now is my life now. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've ever gotten those comments before. Cause I guess you probably, if you don't, People don't really assume that you were adopted growing up, I'm assuming. Mm-mm. No, because my dad and I are somewhat darker skinned. Yeah. And my one sister is looks more like Spaniard, Iberian mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. So I kind of just blend it in because then my other two <laughs> siblings are more European looking like my mom and her side of the family. They are more, yes. So. Yes. It wasn't. You know, they were all white Mm -hmm. and I was significantly (laughs) darker skinned. It was more. You had a nice blend. mm -hmm, I blended in with the rest of the blend. So what work did you end up in then? So like, what is your, what is your. I'm in healthcare. You're in healthcare, right? I am a CNA, certified nurse's aide. Yeah. Nurse assistant, whatever you want to call it. So what made you go into that? I've been doing this for three and a half years. Yeah. God. I mean, is, it, <laughs> is that like, it a, sucks. like a not happy way <laughs> or like a it's fine? Uh, well, our unofficial job title okay. is wiping people's shit for a living. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> is it a humbling job and does it, does it give you satisfaction and reward for being able to help other people? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I... Like being in healthcare. It is mm-hmm. the job field I want to be in. Gotcha. And I wanted to do nursing, but that did not pan out. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking to go into the more tech route where it's when you go in for tests. Gotcha. Okay. Like doing some of that work. Yeah. It still pays well. Yeah. It's still in healthcare. It's still going to be around forever, mm-hmm. but it's not as brutal. And if it's, if it's more my personality, mm-hmm. I like being around people. I like helping, but sometimes I just need a break. Oh, yeah, you still want to be around them all the time. (laughs) Sometimes these people, they can push their buttons to a breaking point, and then Mm. it's all hell breaks loose when it depends. When you push a certain person past their breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, being adopted, what emotions have you felt? I've always known I was adopted. Yeah. Like, I don't remember when I was told. It was never something I thought about. Mm, Okay. Mm, I think a lot of the mental health issues I do have doesn't really stem from adoption itself. So through all of this, what do you think you would define the word adoption as? Giving another person a chance at life. Taking another, I'm just going to say a child, mm-hmm. as your own, and like raising it as your own. Yeah. Regardless of who that parent is, loving it as your own. Mm. My parents told me they named me Joseph because of Joseph and Mary. Jesus is yeah. adopted. And Joseph was the one who adopted Jesus. He knew Jesus was the son of God and Mm -hmm. yet still treated him as his own. So adoption is 
a selfless act of Mm -hmm. taking another child and it is a beautiful thing it's a miraculous thing yeah so yeah i really like that selfless is the word selfless yeah well thanks joey you're welcome thank you for allowing me to tell my story absolutely thank you for your willingness to do so and driving all the way here and uh yeah so that's good right that's it Yay. yay thanks for tuning in we'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share 